Chapter six of Book One of Rhetoric. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Rhetoric by Aristotle. Translated by Thomas Taylor. Chapter six of Book One. Since, however, the profitable is the scope proposed by him who counsels but men counsel not concerning the end but those things which refer to the end and these are such as are advantageous to action but that which is advantageous is good this being the case the elements must be assumed of the good and advantageous simply considered let good therefore be that which is itself eligible for its own sake and for the sake of which we choose something else let it also be that which all things desire or which all things desire that have sense or intellect or would desire if they had let it likewise be such things as intellect dictates to every one and whatever the intellect of each person dictates to each this is the good of each it is also that which when present causes its possessor to be well disposed and sufficient to himself and is self-sufficiency it is likewise that which produces or preserves things of this kind to which things of this kind are consequent and which prevents the contraries and such things as are corruptive of these but things of this kind are consequent to food in a twofold respect either at once or afterwards thus for instance scientific knowledge is posterior to discipline but life subsists at one and the same time with health and the efficient causes have a threefold subsistence some indeed in the genus of the formal cause as to be well is effective of health others in the genus of the efficient cause as food is productive of health and others in the genus of the disposing cause as exercise because this for the most part produces health these things therefore being admitted it is necessary that the assumptions of things good and the rejections of things evil should be good for the non-possession of evil is at once consequent to the former and the possession of good to the latter the assumption likewise of a greater instead of a less good is consequent to these and of a less instead of a greater evil for that by which the greater surpasses the less becomes the assumption of the one and the rejection of the other it is likewise necessary that the virtues should be good for those who possess them are from these well disposed and become effective of and practically good with respect to each virtue however what it is and what quality it possesses we must speak separately it must also be admitted that pleasure is good for all animals naturally aspire after it so that things which are pleasant and beautiful are necessarily good since these are productive of pleasure but of things which are beautiful some indeed are pleasant but others are themselves eligible by themselves that we may however speak of them severally it is necessary that the following things should be good felicity for it is eligible for its own sake is sufficient to itself and we choose many things for the sake of it justice likewise fortitude temperance magnanimity magnificence and other habits of this kind are necessarily good for they are the virtues of the soul this is also the case with health beauty and the like 
for they are the virtues of the body and are effective of many things thus for instance health is effective of pleasure and life on which account also it appears to be most excellent because it is the cause of two things which are most honoured by the multitude viz pleasure and life wealth also is good for it is the virtue of possession and is effective of many things a friend also and friendship are good for a friend is a thing eligible of itself and is effective of many things this is also the case with honour and glory for they are delightful produce many things and those things for which men are honoured are for the most part attendant upon them the power likewise of speaking and acting is good for all such things are effective of good and besides these a good disposition memory an aptness to learn sagacity and everything of this kind for these powers are productive of good in a similar manner this is the case with all sciences and arts life itself also is good for though it were effective of no other good yet it is eligible of itself the just likewise is good for it is in common something profitable and these things are in general acknowledged to be good with respect however to those things which are dubious syllogisms are thus framed to prove that they are good that is good the contrary to which is evil this is likewise the case with that the contrary to which is advantageous to enemies thus if to be timid is especially advantageous to enemies it is evident that fortitude is especially beneficial to citizens and in short the contrary to that which enemies wish or with which they are delighted appears to be beneficial hence it was well said quote, sure priam will rejoice Close quote. this however is not always but for the most part true for nothing hinders but that sometimes the same things may be beneficial as well to our adversaries as to us hence it is said that evils conciliate men when the same thing is pernicious to both that also of which there is no excess is good but that which is greater than it ought to be is evil that likewise is good for the sake of which many labours have been endured and much wealth consumed for this is now an apparent good and a thing of this kind is considered as an end and as the end of many things but the end is good hence it is said by juno quote, and fame indeed to priam will redound Close quote. and by ulysses quote, longer to stay is shameful Close quote. whence also the proverb quote, a water-pot at the door Close quote. that likewise is good which is the object of desire to many persons and which appears to be worthy of contention for that which all men desire is good and the many appear to be as it were all that also is good which is laudable for no one praises that which is not good in a similar manner that is good which both enemies and bad men praise for it is just if all men acknowledge it to be good if it is acknowledged to be so by those who are badly affected for because it is apparent it is acknowledged to be good just as those are bad men whom our friends blame and those are good men whom our enemies do not blame hence the corinthians conceived themselves to be reviled by simonides for saying ilion however does not corinth blame 
that likewise is good which is preferred by some wise person or some good man or woman thus minerva preferred ulysses theseus helen the goddesses paris and homer achilles and in short things which are the objects of deliberate choice are good but men deliberately choose to perform the things we have mentioned and such as are evils to enemies and good to friends things that are possible also are good but these are twofold viz such as may be done and such as may be easily done and those things may be easily done which are unattended with pain or which may be effected in a short time for that which is difficult is defined either by pain or by length of time things likewise are good which are done according to our wish but we wish either no evil or less evil than good but this will take place if either punishment is latent or small men also wish to possess good which is their own property and which no other person possesses they likewise wish to possess superfluities for thus they obtain more honour and also things adapted to themselves but things of this kind are such as are fit both according to genus and power things likewise which they fancy they are defective in are the objects of their wish though they should be little things for they no less deliberately choose to perform these also things which may be easily effected for these are possible as being easy but those things are more easily effected which all men or those that are similar or those that are inferior have performed rightly and well likewise those things with which friends are gratified or which are odious to enemies and such things as those who admire them deliberately choose to do likewise those things in which men are ingenious and expert for they think they shall easily accomplish them with rectitude also those things which no bad man will undertake for these are more laudable and such things as are the objects of desire to men for these are not only delightful but they also appear to be more excellent men also especially choose to do things to which they are most propense thus for instance victory is the object of choice to the warrior honour to the ambitious riches to the covetous and other characters after the same manner concerning the good therefore and the advantageous credibility may from these things be derived chapter seven because however those who counsel and to acknowledge the subjects of their deliberation to be profitable are frequently dubious with respect to that which is more profitable it follows that we should in the next place speak concerning the greater good and the more profitable let therefore that which exceeds be so much and something more but let that which is exceeded be that which is inherent in the thing which exceeds and that which is greater indeed and more is always referred to that which is less but the great and the small and the much and the few are referred to the magnitude of many things and that which exceeds indeed is the great but that which is deficient is the small and in a similar manner with respect to the much and the few we call good therefore that which is itself eligible for its own sake and not for the sake of another that which all things desire that which he who has received intellect and prudence would choose and that which is effective and preservative or to which things of this kind are consequent but that for the sake of which other things subsist is the end and the end is that for the sake of which other things subsist but that is good to any individual which with reference to him possesses these definitions of universal good 
hence it is necessary that more goods should be a greater good than one or a few goods when the one good or the few are co-enumerated for they transcend but that which is inherent is exceeded if also that which is greatest in one genus exceeds that which is greatest in another the one genus will also exceed the other and when one genus exceeds the other that which is greatest in the one will also exceed that which is greatest in the other thus for instance if the greatest man is greater than the greatest woman then in short men are greater than women and if men are in short greater than women the greatest man is greater than the greatest woman for the excesses of the genera and of the greatest things in the genera subsist analogously when also this thing is consequent to that but that is not consequent to this the latter is a greater good but one thing is consequent to another either simultaneously or successively or potentially for the use of the consequent is inherent in the use of the antecedent and to live is indeed simultaneously consequent to the being well but the latter is not simultaneously consequent to the former and scientific knowledge is posterior to discipline but it follows potentially that if a man be a sacrilegious person he may commit a private theft for he who robs a temple would also steal private property of two things also which exceed the same third that which more exceeds is the greater for it is necessary that it should exceed the other by that greater excess by which it exceeds the third those things likewise are greater which are effective of a greater good for by this the efficient cause is greater and in a similar manner that of which the efficient is greater is also itself greater for if that which is salubrious is more eligible than that which is pleasant and is a greater good health is also a greater good than pleasure that likewise which is more eligible of itself is a greater good than that which is not eligible of itself thus for instance strength is a greater good than the salubrious for the latter is not desirable for its own sake but the former is which is the characteristic of good if also one thing is the end but the other is not the former is the greater good for the latter subsists for the sake of another but the former for the sake of itself as for instance to be exercised is for the sake of the good condition of the body that likewise which is in a greater degree indigent of another or of other things is a greater good for it is more sufficient to itself but that is in a less degree indigent which requires fewer things or such as are more easily procured when likewise this thing cannot subsist without that or it is not possible it can be generated without it but that can subsist without this then the latter is a greater good than the former for it is more sufficient to itself because that which is not indigent of another is more self-sufficient so that it is evidently a greater good this is also the case for the same reason if one thing is a principle but another is not and if one thing is a cause but another is not for without cause and principle it is impossible for a thing to be or to be generated when likewise two things are principles that which proceeds from the greater principle is greater and also when there are two causes that is the greater which proceeds from the greater cause and vice versa when there are two principles the principle of the greater thing is greater and when there are two causes the cause of the greater thing is greater 
From what has been said, therefore, it is evident that in both ways a thing may appear to be greater. For if this thing is a principle, but that is not, this thing will appear to be greater than that. And also, if this thing is not a principle, i.e., if it is the end, but that is a principle, for the end is greater and is not a principle, as Leodemes, when he accused Callistratus, said that he who advised did a greater injury than he who performed the deed, for it would not have been done had it not been advised. But, again, accusing Chabrias, he said that he who did the deed acted more unjustly than he who advised it, for it would not have been done unless there had been one who did it. For men give advice to others for the sake of this, viz., that they may act. That which is more rare, also, appears to be a greater good than that which is found in abundance, as, for instance, gold than iron, though it is less useful. For the possession of it is greater because it is obtained with more difficulty. After another manner, however, the plentiful is a greater good than the rare, because the use of it surpasses the use of the rare. For that which is frequently surpasses that which is rarely found. Whence it is said by Pindar, quote, Water is the best of things. And in short, that which is procured with more difficulty is a greater good than that which is procured with facility, for it is more rare. After another manner, however, that which is procured with facility is a greater good than that which is procured with more difficulty, for it subsists as we wish it should. That also is greater, the contrary to which is greater, and likewise that of which the privation is greater. Virtue, likewise, is greater than what is not virtue, and vice than what is not vice. For the former are ends, but the latter are not. Those things also are greater, the works of which are more beautiful, or more base. And of those things of which the virtues and the vices are greater, the works also are greater, since such as is the subsistence of causes and principles, such also is the subsistence of events. And such as is the subsistence of events, such also is the subsistence of causes and principles. Those things likewise are greater, the excess of which is more eligible, or more beautiful. Thus, for instance, to see accurately is more eligible than to smell accurately, for the sight is more eligible than the smell. To be a lover of friendship also is better than to be a lover of riches, so that to be a lover of friends is more beautiful than to be a lover of wealth and on the contrary the excesses of better things are better and of more beautiful things more beautiful this is also the case with those things of which the desires are more beautiful or better for of greater things there are greater appetitions and the desires of more beautiful and better things are for the same reason better and more beautiful those things likewise of which the sciences are more beautiful or more worthy are themselves more beautiful and more worthy for such as is the subsistence of science such also is the subsistence of that which is true but each science is employed about its proper subject and for the same reasons the sciences of more worthy and more beautiful things have an analogous subsistence that likewise which either all or many or most prudent persons or the most excellent characters have judged or do judge to be good or greater necessarily thus subsists or simply or so far as they judge according to prudence this also is common to other things 
for every thing is such according to substance quantity and quality as science and prudence assert it to be this principle however we apply to good for good is defined to be that which every thing that possesses prudence would choose it is evident therefore that that thing is a greater good which prudence says is more good that likewise which is inherent in better things either simply or so far as they are better is a greater good as for instance fortitude than strength this is also the case with that which a better man would choose either simply or so far as he is better such for instance as to be injured rather than to injure for this a more just man would choose that which is more delightful likewise is a greater good than that which is less delightful for all beings pursue pleasure and for the sake of it desire to be delighted for these are the things by which good and the end are defined but the more difficult is both that which is less painful and that which is for a longer time pleasant that which is more beautiful also is a greater good than that which is less beautiful for the beautiful is either the delightful or that which is of itself eligible such things also as men wish to be in a greater degree causes to themselves or their friends are greater goods this is likewise the case with things that endure for a longer than with those that endure for a shorter time and with things that are more than with those that are less stable for the use of the former exceeds in time but the latter in the will for we in a greater degree use that which is stable according to our will such things also as follow from coordinate and similar cases are greater goods thus if an action which is accomplished with fortitude is better and more eligible than that which is effected by temperance fortitude also is more eligible than temperance and to be brave than to be temperate that likewise which all men choose is a greater good than that which all men do not choose and that which is chosen by many than that which is chosen by a few for good was defined to be that which all beings desire so that what is more the object of desire will be a greater good that likewise is a greater good which is admitted to be so by those who controvert what good is or which enemies or judges or the skilful acknowledge to be so for that which enemies admit is just as if all men admitted and that which the latter admit is equivalent to what is granted by men excelling in power and knowledge and at one time indeed that is a greater good of which all participate for it is disgraceful not to participate it but at another time that of which no one or of which a few participate for it is more rare things likewise which are more laudable are greater goods for they are better and in a similar manner those things of which the honours are greater for honour is as it were a certain dignity this is also the case with those things of which the punishments are greater and likewise with those things which are greater than such as are acknowledged or appear to be great the same things also when divided into parts appear to be greater for the transcendency of many things becomes apparent hence the poet says that meleager was persuaded by his wife to rise to battle by enumerating the evils which happened from a captured city Quote, she paints the horrors of a conquered town the heroes slain the palaces o'erthrown the matrons ravished 
the whole race enslaved. Close quote. This is also the case with composition and exaggeration, as may be seen in Epicharmus, and for the same reason as in division. For composition shows an abundant excess, and appears to be the principle and cause of great things. Because, however, that which is more difficult and rare is greater, occasions also, and ages, and places, and times, and powers produce great things. For if any one performs a deed, beyond his power, and beyond his age, and those that resemble him, or, if in this way, or in this place, or at that time, it will have the magnitude of things beautiful, good, and just, and of the contraries of these. Whence also the epigram on him who conquered in the Olympic Games. Quote, Some time ago so vulgar was my trade, with a rough sack on both my shoulders laid. From Argos to Tegea still I trudged, to sell my fish, till victor here adjudged. Close quote. And Iphicrates passes an encomium on himself by saying, quote, From whence came these? Close quote. That, likewise, which is spontaneous, or springs from itself, is greater than that which is adscititious, for it is more difficult. Whence also the poet says, quote, Self-taught am I. Close quote. And also the greatest part of a great thing. Thus, for instance, Pericles, in a funeral oration, says, quote, That youth being taken away from a city is just as if spring were taken away from the year. Close quote. Those things, likewise, are greater which are useful in a greater necessity, such as things in old age and disease. This is also the case with that of two things which is nearer to the end. That, likewise, which is good to a certain thing is a greater good than that which being good simply is not good to it, and also the possible than the impossible, for the former is good to a thing itself, but the latter is not. The goods also, which are in the end of life, are greater than others, for those things are in a greater degree ends which are near to the end. Things likewise which pertain to truth are greater goods than things which pertain to opinion. But the definition of that which pertains to opinion is that which, if it were latent, no one would choose. Whence also it would seem that it is more eligible to be benefited than to benefit, for the former would be chosen, though it should be latent, but to benefit latently does not seem to be a thing that would be chosen. Those things, likewise, are greater goods, which we rather wish to be, than to seem to be, for they pertain more to truth. Hence, also, the sophists say that justice is a small thing, because it is more eligible to seem to be than to be just, but it is not so with health. That also is a greater good which is more useful for many purposes as, for instance, that which is more useful to life, to living well, to pleasure, and to the performance of beautiful actions. Hence, riches and health appear to the vulgar to be the greatest of things, for they contain all the above-mentioned particulars. That also is a greater good which is more free from molestation, and is attended with pleasure, for in this case there are more goods than one, so that the good is both pleasure and a privation of pain. That, likewise, of two things is the greater good, which, being added to the same thing, renders the whole a greater good, and those things which, when present, are not latent, 
are greater goods than those which are latent for the former tend to truth hence to be rich will be considered as a greater good than to seem to be rich that also which is lovely is a greater good and which to some things indeed is lovely when possessed alone but to others when possessed in conjunction with other things hence the punishment is not equal to deprive him of an eye who has but one eye and him that has two eyes for the former is deprived of that which is dear to him and thus we have nearly shown from what forms it is necessary to derive credibility in exhorting and dissuading chapter eight the greatest however and most powerful of all things in order to the ability of persuading and counselling well is to assume all polities and the manners and legal institutes of each and to distinguish what is advantageous to them for all men are persuaded by that which is advantageous and that is advantageous which preserves the polity farther still the enunciation of him who possesses the supreme power possesses the principal authority but dominion is divided according to polities for as many polities as there are so many forms also are there of dominion there are however four polities a democracy an oligarchy an aristocracy and a monarchy so that the supreme power and that which judges will be either a part or the whole of these but a democracy indeed is a polity in which the magistrates are distributed by lot an oligarchy is a polity in which the magistracy is distributed to the rich alone and therefore is distributed according to estates an aristocracy is a polity in which magistrates are chosen according to their erudition but by erudition i mean that discipline which is appointed by the law for those who persevere in legal institutes govern in an aristocracy hence it is necessary that these should appear to be the best of men but a monarchy is as the name indicates a polity in which one person has the supreme authority and of this polity that which is conducted according to a certain order is a kingdom but that which is indefinite is a tyranny it is also requisite not to be ignorant of the end of each polity for those things are chosen in each which pertain to the end in the end indeed of a democracy is liberty of an oligarchy wealth of an aristocracy whatever pertains to erudition and legal institutes and of a tyranny safeguard it is evident therefore that those customs legal institutes and things advantageous which pertain to the end must be distinguished if the choice of the several polities is directed to this since however credibility is not only produced through a demonstrative oration but also through that which is ethical for we believe the speaker because he appears to be a person of a certain description viz if he appears to be worthy or benevolent or both these this being the case it is requisite that we should possess a knowledge of the manners of each of the polities for it is necessary that the manners of each should be most persuasive with reference to each but these manners may be obtained through the same things for manners become apparent from deliberate choice but deliberate choice is referred to the end what the particulars therefore are to which the attention of those who exhort should be directed as future or present and from what forms credibility about that which is advantageous must be derived and farther still concerning the manners and legal institutes of polities and through what things and how we may abound with arguments 
all these have been unfolded by us as much as is sufficient to the present purpose for these particulars will be accurately discussed in the politics chapter nine after these things let us speak concerning virtue and vice and the beautiful in conduct and the base for to these the intention of those who praise and blame is directed for it will happen that at the same time we speak about these those things also will become manifest from which our moral character is formed which is the second thing that produces credibility for we may be able to gain credit of being virtuous ourselves and cause another person to do the same from the same things since however it frequently happens that without being serious and also seriously we praise not only man or god but also inanimate things and any animal that may occur this being the case propositions also respecting these must be assumed after the same manner so that we must also speak concerning these so far as is requisite for the sake of example the beautiful in conduct therefore is that which being eligible of itself is laudable or which being good is delightful because it is good but if the beautiful in conduct is this it is necessary that virtue should be beautiful for being good it is laudable virtue however is indeed a power as it appears of imparting and preserving good and a power of procuring many and great benefits and of imparting all things about all but the parts of virtue are justice fortitude temperance magnificence magnanimity liberality mildness prudence wisdom it is however necessary that those virtues should be the greatest which are most useful to others since virtue is a beneficent power hence just and brave men are especially honoured for fortitude is useful in war and justice in peace the next to these is liberality for the liberal freely bestow their property and do not contend about money of which others are so eminently desirous but justice indeed is a virtue through which every one legally possesses what is his own and injustice is that through which a man possesses the property of others contrary to law fortitude is that virtue through which men perform beautiful deeds in dangerous circumstances in such a manner as the law commands and those who possess this virtue are subservient to the law but timidity is the contrary to this temperance is a virtue through which men are disposed towards pleasures in such a way as the law commands but intemperance is the contrary liberality is the beneficent use of money but illiberality is the contrary magnanimity is a virtue which is effective of great benefits but pusillanimity is the contrary magnificence is a virtue effective of magnitude in expense but pusillanimity and indecorous parsimony are the contrary prudence is the virtue of the reasoning power according to which it is possible to give good counsel respecting the above-mentioned good and evil pertaining to felicity and thus we have spoken sufficiently at present of virtue and vice and the parts of them with respect to other things however it is not difficult to see which among them are beautiful or base for it is evident that such things as are effective of virtue must necessarily be beautiful since they pertain to virtue and also those things which proceed from virtue but things of this kind are indications and works of virtue 
since however the indications and such things as are the works or passions of virtue are beautiful it is necessary that such things as are the works of fortitude or are indications of it or are bravely accomplished should be beautiful this also must be the case with just things and with works which are justly performed but not with the passions of them for in this alone of the virtues that which is justly done is not always beautiful but in being punished it is more base to be punished justly than to be punished unjustly and in a similar manner with respect to the other virtues those things also of which the reward is honour are beautiful and likewise those things of which honour more than riches is the reward and such eligible things as a man performs not for his own sake likewise such things as are simply good such as what a man performs for his country neglecting his own interest also things which are naturally good and such things as are good but not to their possessor for things which are good to their possessor are performed for his sake alone this is likewise the case with such things as are more present with the dead than with the living for those things which are present with a man when living have in a greater degree a subsistence for his sake and also with such works as are performed for the sake of other things for they have less of a subsistence for the sake of him who performs them this likewise is the case with such deeds as are well performed with respect to others and not with respect to him who performs them and also with respect to benefactors for this is just the like may be said of benefits conferred on others for they are not attended with private advantage this is also the case with the contraries to those things of which we are ashamed for those who say or do or are about to commit base actions are ashamed as in the verses of sappho when alcaeus said to her quote, something i wish to say but shame prevents Close quote. sappho replied quote, if good and upright actions you desire and your tongue mediates no ill to speak your eyes will never be suffused with shame but freely you will what is just reveal Close quote this is likewise the case with things about which men fearlessly contend for men are affected in this manner about things which tend to glory the virtues also and the works of things which are naturally more worthy are beautiful as for instance the virtues and works of man than those of woman this is likewise the case with those things which procure more pleasure to others than to their possessor on which account the just and justice are beautiful it is also beautiful to take vengeance on enemies rather than to be reconciled to them for retribution is just but the just is beautiful and it is the province of a brave man not to be vanquished victory likewise and honour are among the number of things beautiful for they are eligible though they should be unattended with advantage and they evince the transcendency of virtue public celebrations also of the memory of any one are beautiful and the greater they are the more beautiful this is likewise the case with commemoration of the dead and also with those things which are attended with honour things too which possess a certain excellence and belong to one person alone are more beautiful for they are more worthy of being remembered this is likewise the case with possessions that are unfruitful for they are more liberal things also which are the peculiar property of individuals are more beautiful and likewise such things as are indications of what is laudable among those with whom we inhabit thus for instance in lacedaemon it is beautiful to wear long hair 
for it is a sign of liberty for it is not easy for him who wears long hair to do any servile work it is also beautiful not to exercise any illiberal art for it is the province of a free man not to live subservient to another person things also which are allied to the beautiful are to be assumed as being the same with them both with respect to praise and blame as if for instance we should call a cautious and animated person timid and insidious a stupid a good man and one who is insensible in the endurance of injuries a mild man and after this manner we should always proceed from things which are consequent to that which is best so as to call him who is wrathful and furious simple and him who is arrogant magnificent and venerable we may also praise those who err through excess as if they were virtuous thus for instance we may call an audacious a brave man and a prodigal a liberal man for they will appear to be so to the multitude and at the same time a paralogism will be made from cause for if any one is prepared to encounter danger when there is no necessity for it he will much more seem to be so prepared when it is beautiful to encounter it and he who is profuse to any casual persons will appear to be much more so to his friends for to benefit all men is the excess of virtue it is likewise requisite to consider by whom any one is praised for as socrates said it is not difficult to praise the athenians among the athenians it is necessary however to speak of that which is honourable among the several nations as of a thing which actually exists as for instance among the scythians or lacedaemonians or the philosophers and in short it is requisite to refer that which is honourable to the beautiful in conduct since it appears to approximate to it this is also the case with such things as subsist according to fitness as if the deeds of a man are worthy of his ancestors and of the deeds which he has already performed for to make an addition to the honour already acquired contributes to felicity and is beautiful this likewise will be the case if besides what is becoming a man conducts himself with a view to what is better and more beautiful as if being prosperous he is indeed moderate but in adversity he is magnanimous or is better and more affable the more dignified his situation in life becomes and a saying of this kind is that saying of iphicrates some time ago so vulgar was my trade with a rough sack on both my shoulders laid and also that inscription of simonides quote, a woman whose father and husband were the brothers of tyrants but since praise is derived from actions and the peculiarity of a worthy man is to act from deliberate choice we must endeavour to show that he who acts acts from deliberate choice and for this purpose it is useful to render it apparent that a man has frequently thus acted hence also casualties and events which result from fortune must be assumed as pertaining to deliberate choice for if many and similar things are adduced it appears to be an indication of virtue and deliberate choice but praise is an oration exhibiting the magnitude of virtue it is necessary therefore to evince that actions are things of this kind viz that they proceed from great virtue an encomium however pertains to deeds but those things which surround him who is praised pertain to credibility such as nobility and education for it is likely that a good man will be the offspring of good parents and that he who is thus educated will be a man of this kind hence we celebrate those who act well 
but deeds are the indications of habit since we also praise him that has not acted if we believe him to be a man of this kind the predication however of beatitude and felicity do not differ from each other but they are not the same with praise and encomium but as felicity comprehends virtue so the predication of felicity comprehends these praise however and counsel have a common form for those things which you may propound in giving counsel these by transposing the diction will become encomiums when therefore we know what we have to do and what kind of a person a man ought to be then it is necessary adducing these as precepts to transpose and convert the diction such for instance as that it is not proper a man should conceive magnificently of himself on account of the gifts of fortune but on account of those things which he possesses from himself and thus indeed what is said will have the force of a precept but the following will have the force of praise he conceived magnificently of himself not on account of the gifts of fortune but of those procured by himself hence when you praise see what it is that you propound and when you propound see what it is you praise the diction however will necessarily be opposite when that which impedes and that which does not impede are transposed frequently also many of those things may be used which have an amplifying power as whether a man acted alone or first or with a few or whether he were the principal person in the action for all these are beautiful praise likewise is increased from the consideration of times and seasons for these have nothing in addition to what is fit this is also the case with the consideration if a man has done a thing rightly for this will be considered as a great thing and not originating from fortune but from himself it likewise pertains to praise if those things which excite men to virtue and cause them to be honoured were invented and prepared by him whom we praise and upon whom the first encomium was made thus for instance it happened to hippolochus to have the first encomium and to harmodius and to aristogiton to have their statues placed in the forum the like method also must be observed in amplifying the contrary to praise when likewise you do not find in him whom you praise an abundance of things worthy of applause compare him with others which isocrates did from his custom of writing declamatory orations but it is requisite to compare him whom you praise with renowned men for the oration has an amplifying power and is beautiful if he is found to be better than worthy men amplification however deservedly falls upon praise for it consists in transcendency and transcendency is among the number of things beautiful hence if you cannot compare him with renowned persons yet it is requisite to compare him with others that are not renowned since transcendency seems to indicate virtue in short of those forms which are common to all orations amplification indeed is most adapted to the demonstrative genus for it assumes actions which are acknowledged so that it only remains to add to them magnitude and beauty but examples are most adapted to the deliberative genus or that which consists in giving counsel for we form a judgment by predicting future from past events and enthymemes are most adapted to the judicial genus for the fact which is the subject of judicial discussion especially receives cause and demonstration on account of its obscurity and thus we have shown from what forms nearly all praise and blame are derived to what we ought to look in praising and blaming 
and from what particulars encomiums and opprobiums are produced for these things being known the contraries to these are apparent since blame consists from the contraries to praise and encomium chapter ten in the next place we must speak of accusation and defence from how many and from what kind of places it is necessary syllogism should be made it is necessary therefore to assume three things one indeed what the particulars are and how many in number for the sake of which men injure others the second is how they are affected and the third is what kind of persons and in what condition they are whom they attack when we have therefore defined what it is to do an injury we shall speak of what is next in order let then to do an injury be to hurt another person voluntarily contrary to law but law is either peculiar or common and i call that peculiar indeed according to which when committed to writing men act politically but common law is such institutes as though not committed to writing appear to be acknowledged by all men men also act willingly when they act knowingly and without compulsion with respect to such things therefore as they do willingly all these are not performed by them with deliberate choice but all such things as they perform with deliberate choice they do knowingly for no one is ignorant of that which he deliberately chooses to do the causes however through which men deliberately choose to injure others and to do evil contrary to law are vice and intemperance for if certain persons have depravity either in one or in many things with respect to that in which they are depraved they are also unjust thus for instance the illiberal man is unjust in money the intemperate man in the pleasures of the body the effeminate man in sloth but the timid man in dangers for timid men through fear desert those that are in the same danger with themselves but the ambitious man is unjust on account of honour the hasty man from anger he who aspires after conquest from victory the severe man through revenge the imprudent man because he is deceived about the just and the unjust and the impudent man through a contempt of renown in a similar manner with respect to the rest each is unjust in that which is the subject of his passion these things however are evident partly from what has been said about the virtues and partly from what will be said about the passions it now remains to show for what reason and in what condition men injure each other and whom they injure in the first place therefore let us explain what we desire and what we avoid when we endeavour to do an injury for it is evident that the accuser must consider how many and which of those things which all men coveting injure their neighbours are present with his adversary and how many and which of these things are not present with the defendant all men therefore do all things partly on account of themselves and partly not and of those things which they do on account of themselves some are performed by them from fortune but others from necessity and of those things which are performed by them from necessity some are violently and others naturally affected so that all such things as men do not on account of themselves are partly from fortune partly from nature and partly from violence but such things as they perform on account of themselves and of which they themselves are the cause are partly from custom and partly from appetite and some indeed are from a rational but others from an irrational appetite but the will indeed is an appetite of good in conjunction with reason 
for no one wishes anything else than that which he conceives to be good but the irrational appetites are anger and desire so that all such things as men do are necessarily performed by them from seven causes viz from fortune force nature custom reason anger and desire the division however of actions according to ages or habits or certain other things is superfluous for it happens that young men are choleric or prone to indulge desire they do not perform things of this kind on account of their juvenile age but on account of anger and desire nor yet on account of riches and poverty but it happens to the poor indeed to covet riches on account of their indigence and to the rich to desire pleasures that are not necessary through the power which they have of gratifying their desires these however do not act on account of riches and poverty but on account of desire in a similar manner also the just and the unjust and others who are said to act according to habits do all things from these causes for they act either from reason or from passion but some indeed act from manners and worthy affections and others from the contraries to these it happens however that things of this kind are consequent to such like habits and such and such to others for immediately perhaps worthy opinions and desires concerning pleasures are consequent to the temperate man on account of his temperance but the contraries to these are consequent to the intemperate man hence divisions of this kind must be omitted but it must be considered what desires or opinions are usually consequent to certain conditions for whether a man be white or black or great or little nothing follows of things of this kind but it is of consequence whether he is young or old just or unjust and in short such accidents as cause a difference in the manners of men are of consequence as to the difference of their desires thus for instance it makes a distinction whether a man be rich or poor fortunate or unfortunate we shall however speak of these things hereafter but now let us speak of the rest those things then proceed from fortune to which the cause is indefinite and which are not produced for the sake of anything and which have neither a perpetual nor a frequent nor an orderly subsistence this however is evident from the definition of fortune but those things are produced by nature of which the cause is in themselves and is orderly for they happen after the same manner either always or for the most part for with respect to preternatural things it is not necessary to consider accurately whether they are produced from a certain nature or from some other cause fortune also may seem to be the cause of such like things but those things are affected by force which are done by the agents themselves contrary to their desire or reason those things are affected by custom which are done in consequence of having been frequently done and those things are affected through reasoning which are done with a view to advantage as ranking among the above-mentioned goods or as being an end or as referring to the end when they are performed on account of utility for the intemperate also perform some things that are advantageous yet not because they are advantageous but for the sake of pleasure and some men through anger and rage perform things which pertain to revenge revenge however and punishment differ for punishment is inflicted for the sake of him that suffers but revenge is for the sake of the agent that he may satisfy his desire of vengeance in what we shall hereafter say therefore about the passions it will be evident what the objects are with which anger is conversant such things however as appear to be pleasant are performed on account of desire 
but both that which is done from use and that which is done from custom are delightful for many things which are not naturally pleasant when rendered familiar through custom are done with delight hence in short all such things as men do on account of themselves are either good or apparently good are either pleasing or apparently pleasing since however such things as men perform on account of themselves they perform willingly but such things as they do not perform on account of themselves are done by them not willingly hence all such things as they perform willingly will either be good or apparently good will either be pleasant or apparently pleasant for i consider the liberation from evils or from apparent evils or the assumption of a less instead of a greater evil in the number of good things for in a certain respect these are eligible and in a similar manner the liberation from things painful or apparently painful or the assumption of less instead of more painful things rank among things which are pleasant end of chapter ten of book one recording in memory of mitchell edwards